Calling all creators, welcome to the Creator Landscape Podcast, the podcast that connects you with the most successful creators and industry leaders in the business. And now, please welcome your host, Jake Pearson. Welcome back to the podcast where we explore the creator economy and how you can succeed in it. Our guests today are described as lawyers for visionary creators and business leaders who help creators build their business empires. And they're here to help you understand the legal side and the many facets of the legal side of being a content creator. I'd like to give Stephen Kane and Federico Blanco, attorneys at Redline Law, a warm welcome to the creator landscape. All right. Great. Yeah, thanks, thanks Jake. Nice to be with you. Super excited to, to have you guys here to talk about something I personally have no idea about in terms of content creation and the legalities behind working with brands and, and influence marketing and all those. There's so many different things. So I have a lot of questions, which I'm sure you've probably heard a thousand times before. But before we get into that, I'd like to sort of get some context behind the work that you do for our creators and creative professionals that are listening to the show. Could you tell us about yourselves and Redline Law? It's not just about uh, you know covering your ass. It's about um, having clarity as to who's doing what and what's expected of you and what you're expecting of the other party. Stephen and I are partner together and we're, you know, our mission is to really service creators as they uh, go from not just creators of content, but also business owners. So I, I think I can bring a lot to the table for any kind of creator who um, is is looking to, um, you know, get to the next level to make sure they're getting a fair deal. And, you know, and Stephen can, can talk about his, uh, the business acumen, but I think you know, we're, we're, we're a good compliment as far as the creator's concerned to build their business. And my background, similar to Federico, is in both business and in law. And um, I have founded a legal tech startup. I, uh, I've been a, a business lawyer for, for most of my career and uh, a bit of a generalist, so helping people with contracts, forming entities, uh, resolving disputes, you know, handling employee matters things like that. So both of us kind of think about ourselves as uh, business consultants and advisors as much as anything. Mm. We want to help creators build their business empire. And so when did you guys come together and decide that you wanted to help creators you know, in their pursuit of becoming full-time in the content creation industry? You know, we met in high school. We went to high school together. So we, you know, we, we, started, uh, we started working together on this project uh, about a year ago. Yeah, that's I, I love that. I, I always love hearing about people that have met in high school and they've stayed, you know, pretty much lifelong friends and then start working together. So I want to I want to talk to you about contracts and legal advice for content creators. So why do creators need to sign contracts when working with a brand? I think contracts generally are setting out obligations between two parties. Right when things get really complicated, having a document that you know, memorializes the details. That's that's really uh, where contracts come into play. You know, I agree with that. That that part of the whole point is making sure we're both very clear and on the same page about what we're getting into and what's going to happen. And then there's less potential for disputes, conflict, issues going mm -hmm. forward. You know? yeah. yeah. You know, I think that last point point you made about clarity is so important. If a contract is well written, 
And if a lawyer has thought through all the uh, reasonable potential scenarios of a business transaction, uh, then, then that means that the two parties are on the same page. From a creative standpoint, if you don't understand the contract or if there's something that scares you or makes you feel uneasy and you're not quite sure, that's kind of when you should potentially seek legal advice, right? Yeah, I think that's right. And Stephen, would you advocate for potentially, or both if you might advocate for this, if you don't understand something, you know, communicate with the person that you're negotiating with and ask for a bit more clarification? Is that the way to go? I think people should feel totally comfortable raising their hand when they don't understand something. And I think that should go for anybody, even if even lawyers should feel comfortable doing reasons. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't agree with that more. Um, you know, like back to what, how we started the conversation around clarity and being on the same page. That That's exactly how you do it. Right. You you have if if whether it be the lawyer on your behalf or you are talking to the brand and there's a disconnect. It doesn't really make sense. What the deal says is not really what the creator thought was being expected of them or was not um, what they anticipated the whole engagement was going to be. Then you need to get on the same page first before you can sign or even draft something that makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times in, in, in the legal world, people are drafting things by doing what you're saying, which is like copy pasting things that may have been used in other places, putting, changing names around, putting the numbers, and then it doesn't really work because, hey, in this deal, so-and-so is doing this, not that, and it doesn't really make sense to have these other provisions in here. So, mm-hmm. and, and you, so you find that half of our job is doing what you're saying, which is asking questions, not only from you know, the, the client creator, for example, saying, hey, what is it exactly you anticipate doing here? And then asking questions from the brand to be like, "Hey, what are your expectations? And are, are we are there is there alignment here? Um, and if there isn't, how do we get to alignment if, if possible, right? And that's that's another another thing that needs to happen. Yeah. So it's all about getting on the same page, really. And it comes back to that clarity, like you both highlighted. You know, communication. Get really comfortable with asking those questions because. You know, it might be a simple answer. They might, you know, come back to you and say, oh, actually, this just means this. And you go, okay, you know, I thought that meant that, but I wasn't quite sure to get that clarification to make sure you can go ahead with the contract or the, the deal that you're working towards is super critical. But what are some of the common questions that you get from creators specifically around contracts? What stands out to you? The, I think, I think the, the big ones are some of the, some, some of the ones I've alluded to, right? Um, the, the approval mechanisms, uh, for example, if you're delivering certain assets, how how many rounds of approval and comments does the and revisions does the brand have? Um, how much say do they have? And you know, are there specific things that need to be said or not said? Um, and you know, that can that can be contentious when you have a, a, a creator who has a strong brand um, presence, has mm. its own voice. Uh, that they don't want to deviate from and you know that that could be problematic so that's a big piece very rarely do they go badly but if they do go badly at least you have some document you can point to um, to help um, facilitate a dispute resolution right it really being being buttoned up on that deal is super important and 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 taking that on face value that the brand said they were not going to enforce the exclusivity for example you know when you go do a competing brand the next month don't take that on face value. That person who made that promise to you may not be there. They move to another job. They're no longer the person that you can rely on. The deal is the only thing that's left. 
So green flags sort of in this scenario when approaching a contract is open communication, make sure you're, everything is within the, the contract itself and not at face value and just written in an email chain because someone might move on and that you really understand and are comfortable with everything that's written in the contract, you know, however the, the, if it's an ad, you know, giving them the exclusivity of that ad versus um, exclusivity of contact, make sure that that ticks all your boxes and lines up with your brand, but mm-hmm. red flags, what's, what's a couple of the red flags to sort of look at? I know we've already t- touched on, uh, when someone comes back and is not willing to elaborate or explain, that's a pretty mm-hmm. big red flag for me. Is there something that gets, uh, overlooked that's creators, creative professionals or anyone that should look out for? Uh, non-responsiveness, right. To your inquiries, um, or just being unreasonable from the get-go. Um, usually that sets the tone for a relationship as to how they may be during the approval process or after the fact if something goes wrong, how they're gonna act on the brand side. And have you seen uh, creators get stuffed over in, in their contracts? I know you said you rarely or most deals go you know, successfully. Is, is there the occasional point where someone has negotiated They've gone, yes, yes, yes. And it might be just someone not reading their contract. And then all of a sudden they've got all these deliverables and uh, prerequisites they need to meet. Have you seen that happen before? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Unfortunately, Um, either the process was not fully understood. um, The the ability to use the content was not fully understood. So that the brand now is using it all over the place for no additional compensation. Yes. In a way that could be very, um, was not really understood in the deal. That point, that's why part of, part of this is, is common business sense too. It's figuring out who you're dealing with and then getting to know them some. So a big red flag would be if you don't know much about the person on the other end of the deal. And, uh, you know, a big tip would be, uh, try to figure out a way to vet them and get to know them some. So that's actually a great point. Yeah, even you know, some, there's also fraud. There's also fraud. You know, and, and so let's say that let's say you hear from somebody and you don't recognize who they are, and they claim to be an intermediary, and you can't find anything about them online, and they don't have a LinkedIn, and and their their email is five 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 deal time at yahoo.com. <laughs> That's probably a bad sign. Now let's go out five years. I want to get both your perspectives on this as we close the episode out. The creator landscape, it feels like it's only just getting started, even though it's only been around for, you know, 14, 15 years, maybe a little longer. Where do you both see the creator landscape in, in five years? And I'll start with you, Stephen. I think I think it is so early still in, in creator land. Uh, and uh, it is going to keep growing. It's going to keep getting massive because uh, there are so many businesses just becoming aware of the ROI for marketing. And mm-hmm. so you've got all these people with built-in loyal audiences and businesses are seeing that that's a lot more effective than anything else they're doing right now. And I mean, I was just watching that uh, new Michael Jordan movie, Air, and that's, that's, that's the same prototypical example. Like it's just, it's just that in a new modern context, right? It's, it's uh, connecting with individuals, right? And so, um, Obviously, we, we know that's successful in, in our industry, and that's where the growth is, is all these other businesses 
who who haven't been as hip to it now finally figuring that out and they're gonna they're gonna be putting a lot of dollars here there's there's more and more heat coming our way Federico, where, where do you see the, the content creation landscape in the next five years? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I mean, I think it, when I when I talk to people um, about this, it it is always surprising how how new it is, even though I, I've been doing it for more than a decade, right? And um, and and really, at that time, ten years, ten plus years ago, it was you know the backwater of the entertainment and tech and world and now as it becomes more and more and more increasingly mainstream you know the creators are also becoming more and more sophisticated um, in how they uh, again view their businesses they're becoming more sophisticated in their offerings um, in their expectations for themselves and their and their kind of their vision for their ancillary businesses that they create, right? Like merch businesses and game game businesses and they pu- they're publishing books and they're, you know, it's just sky's the limit really. And I think the blending, uh, this distinction between creators, creator economy and, and traditional is blurring further and further, right? As you can, you've seen that in the last few years with traditional artists um, looking to, 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 to really amplify themselves and their own personal brands through the, through the kind of the social platforms, but it, it is blending. And I think in, in five years, it's just going to, it's exponentially changing in that direction. And I think that's good for, um, you know, there's always, we can talk about downside some other time, but there's the, the it's really good for, I think audiences. Um, and, um, yeah, the, the, the idea that people that they can, uh, aspire to be like or that they admire that there's that connectivity there i think that's a, a net positive right steven federico uh thank you so much for your insights into the creator landscape uh all this stuff that i completely had no idea about i feel like i've gained a wealth of knowledge and i want to give a thank you to our creators and creative professionals for listening to this podcast because i feel like they are going to get so much value and uh, take a lot of confidence from this episode going to negotiate their next brand deals as well and you know just a call out to don't be afraid to ask the questions if you're not sure so if you also like support from steven and federico like get in contact with them at www.redlinelaw.co and um, yeah thank you so much again for both of you and uh, we'll see you somewhere in the creator landscape thanks for tuning in to the creator landscape the podcast by creator Don't forget to join Creatorland today and connect with like-minded professionals and creators in the creator economy.